0: you're listening to miscarriage stories with arden cartrett Hi, right, Carmen, welcome to Miscarriage Stories. Um, If people only knew how hard it was for us to actually get here, because I made it harder for us to coordinate our recording, Um, but I'm so glad that you are here and that you're sharing your story and that you reached out with interest to share your story, because I think that that's the first step in this healing process is to say, hey, I'm ready to talk about it and ready to do this. So I'm just so thankful that you're here. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Arden. It's such an honor. And um, to be able to say that, that it took me about seven years to get here and wanting to share my story. So um, yeah, we we kind of started in a similar place where um, our story started in 2016, and um, or us trying to build a family. And there was nothing really that I could find back then. Um, and I've I've said actually on a couple other podcasts there was one book and it was called What to Do When Your Baby Dies and it was just so textbook and so yeah. point blank and I I didn't find this actually until almost our third loss and um so anyway so being here and trying to like you said earlier try to be the resource we wish we had it's it's so amazing <laughs> yeah
0: well now you're a part of it because now people are going to listen to this episode and feel less alone because you shared your story which is amazing. Yeah.
1: No, thank you. And same to you. <laughs> All
0: right, let's jump in. So I always tell people to start wherever they feel like their story begins. And you mentioned 2016. Um, so I'd love to hear, you know, the, the beginning of your fertility journey, if you'd like to start there. Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, so I kind of always look at it like each one of our babies um, always stays with me and brought me something in terms of knowledge um, or signs that they continue to send me. I didn't always think like this. Um, growing our family has not been easy. And it wasn't until our first loss, which was in January of 2016, um, that we start to started to really understand how um, not each baby is guaranteed. And it's something that we never took for granted kind of following that. Um so we did kind of get to enjoy the babies who got to stay even more, but that is not how it started. So um with uh, our first baby in um so it would have been October of 2015. Um we did just come back and um in January when we were just about to kind of share with family at the 12 week mark, um, we found out we had lost um, this baby and it's a long story. It was kind of something I just truly never even believed that would happen to us. Um, And I, I talk about how each babe, babe gave me something and um, I did lose a lot of naivete um, with that. And just the, yeah, just the plans of, okay, we're going to tell our family on this day and all is going to go swimmingly. And, um, I had even put my pregnancy tests in the oven (laughs) and they turned to goo. Um, and, and those are all funny moments. So I like to kind of say too, like, like, we get blindsided by the devastation and the hurt, but that pregnancy just showed me the deepest love I've ever felt. Um, and it kind of was the start of our story in a backwards way that I went to the computer that night and just wrote down every single thing um, that came up with that pregnancy and um, and what she meant to me. And I didn't know that that writing um, was going to lead to, to our story, but it was all cathartic for me. Um, so... We did then have a second pregnancy um, that we lost at 10 weeks. And with this one, I did lose faith. Um, I did start drinking and kind of lost my ability to regulate emotions um, and discovered that I had a lot of anger. But I was still hopeful at this point. So I I named the baby Will and believed that we would uh, or will try again. and yeah so again we just kind of kept trying kind of that's that's my best solution at the time i'll just keep trying and and, um keep going so we then did get pregnant um we had actually went to a fertility clinic and i i know people have spoke to this before that it usually takes three miscarriages before they're seen um for multiple losses and i do really thank my um my family doctor for this that she urged us to um, be seen at the like after losing two and because I think in the medical field you know they they kind of displace it a little bit like okay you just got to go through three miscarriages but it's it's three babies lost every time um so we actually graduated from the 12-week fertility clinic um then so again kind of like like with Every pregnancy, we waited longer and longer until we told people just because out of fear um, and having to share, if we lost, right? Um, and, and that's what slipped on its head too in time and what I believe about that. But um, she, at 20 weeks, a little over 20 weeks, we found out actually that um, she had a double outlet, right ventricle and different heart conditions. Um, that weren't going to be compatible with life and so it was just this crazy week finally came to this point where um, we had a beating heart and we graduated so to speak from the 12-week mark and um, yeah and and I couldn't believe how can this heart that's finally beating not work properly so we did um, have to make the unimaginable decision at 24 weeks um, to terminate for medical reasons and it was very how do you explain this to people this is all we've ever wanted we finally made it and and at this point I will admit I started losing hope um and faith and and just the belief of ever having a living baby in my arms um and we did decide with her um so we did get an induction and I did get to hold kaya was her name kaya Bell and um and i I think truly because I was just what if this is the only baby I ever get to hold and I I hold on to that so deeply Um, and it was so beautiful. And I do say that she brought me um, kind of deep reflection in a lot of ways Um, and also led me to counseling, which was something that never even, (laughs) um, and it's just, I I don't know if it's generational or I just never even considered counseling. And it, it, dare I say, was one of the best things that did come out of of our journey. Um, But again, I tell people that, but you don't want to have to go through these things to lead you there um it's yeah it was that that was the big transformation for me was um starting to get some counseling and um with her I had some friends from work they actually um had provided me with a book um to kind of like put her mementos and things in so again like it's always in retrospect but I was um like doing an honorarium of her and all of the pictures I took and I had no regrets with any of that. Um, and yeah, so again, like coming back to these these book things and how I honored my babies and always doing it for myself and for them and just feeling like their lives needed to be captured and they were so important. Um, and then after Kaya, we had a chemical pregnancy um, and this one like really solidified I'm like okay I'm really I'm never gonna be a mom um and I didn't even necessarily know what a chemical pregnancy was but just that as soon as I found out I was pregnant then I I wasn't basically um and and just the emotions that came with that and how quickly even in like two weeks time I had already again locked in due dates and all of those normal things um and then the good news (laughs) is um We did have our son, Case, in December of 2017. So that following, like January 2017, we had Kaya. So it was kind of that, um, yeah, I had given birth to death and life all in the same year. Um, So that was really transformative for me. But with Case, and I talk about this a lot, that I didn't really take any pictures. Um, I used a lot of denial to help me cope. Um, and it's one of the regrets that I have and it wasn't until my counselor which again counseling so good but um said you know you never regret the pictures you took with Kaya but I was in such fear that every picture every everything would end up in just another dead baby book um so yes we did have case, and I was
0: still
1: like a little bit of course um and Lee, um close two months apart um and i've talked to other last moms about this we kind of started trying early just assuming we would lose early um but also having faith that hey we, we we can do this or we've done this or we've got there so it would have been very different of course if it was different um and so she she surprised us in every way um she really brought me um, the gift of pursuing my passions. I did my yoga teaching training uh, with her and kind of had my faith restored again in the power of miracles. So this is all wonderful. Um, so yeah, I did start to believe again. And our, our journey, this just shows it's just up and down and all around. But we then did have a surprise pregnancy about three months after we um, had had Meili. And Again, this is, like, so unexpected and all we ever wanted, um, and now to have a surprise pregnancy, um, which we did end up losing, and it really brought me, this one brought me a lot of meditation, spiritual connectedness, and just being really present um, to just knowing there was, like, a soul with me or following us, and, um, and it just we really like with the kids too, I just seen a lot of butterflies and I just took comfort in that and it brought me my gratitude practice. And, and then like, I hate even saying this, but there was a bit of relief too, that we couldn't imagine had that baby actually lived. And it was like, how do you go from, um, yeah, like, that's what I mean. Like these full swings, but we still very much welcomed that surprise baby and where you are and, excited and grateful um just the timing right felt a little bit too too soon so um we did we knew we wanted a third and kind of had imagined that and then we did um get pregnant uh, again and um with our son Jude and this pregnancy I really I think because then we had two Um, living children behind us I didn't even like it's hard to even believe like the fear was always there but I really kind of was like okay we've we've done our time we're in the clear I think you're just so like (laughs) you you have to be like that a little bit and um and I just went about life and I was busy chasing two toddlers around um that I was just dumbfounded when we came to our appointment the um, anatomy scan, and we were told we had Potter sequence, and it was a totally unrelated um, diagnosis to Kaya, which was De George syndrome, amongst some other things. Um, and yeah, it just totally it brought me to my knees. It was just I I couldn't believe we were going through this again. And um, so again, we had. To make the decision. Um, and this was in August.
0: Of
1: so we are coming up
0: on his
1: third. And I don't know how to explain that to people, but, but he led me to kind of doing these campaigns. Um, for pregnancy and infant loss campaign, um, the shitty baby wrap uh, campaign, and just made little you. So it's been three years running. And I started to compile all my letters, mementos from my babies, and just put them all together. And I think looking back, it was just a distraction. Um, I needed something to keep myself busy, of course. And um, I yeah, and it what kind of led was I'm, I'm going to just put this document together for family and friends to understand our story, if they have any questions, because you, or at least I was, I was very kind of um, quiet about it all always. And it's my friends now who have read our book are like, oh my gosh, Kermit, I had no idea. And um, what you went through and and what we kind of try to hide from people to spare them, I think, like our own hurts. Um, but th- that it's really real. And I think that we can this is why we're here, like sharing how painful it is. Um, And, but also like, I'm so, I I say this all the time, that I'm so fortunate that I got to have living babies because I don't think I could have wrote this book had I not also, right? And because you need to be grounded in hope. And um, so I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned on our journey is um, I talk a lot and, and I'll get to that too, but about just believing in the signs and the hope that our babies gave us and to honor them, but how do we also find the joy? Oops, uh, sorry, oops, sorry, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> um, sorry, <laughs> the joy in um life and, and things, um, through our babies always with us. Um, okay, so then in July 2021, um, we did have. Ada and um I say rainbow babies but they were all rainbow babies but like every one of them they were colorful in their own way and um yeah they <laughs> so all very welcomed babies and um she brought me writing my book so I was kind of writing my book while pregnant with her um and coming back to prayer cuz I prayed all the time that she would come and Um, and I'm writing this book and I can say it now, but I had this hope that, yeah, she'd be the conclusion. She had the same due date as Jude and all these, um, synchronicities that were happening. And, but then I said, I'm like, oh gosh, what if this doesn't happen? But also just coming back to, there is no conclusion to grief and how this book ended and that chapter ended, but our story always, always continues. And I I think about that too. I was like, um, I've kind of, so in the book, I did write that our family is complete because it is and it was. Um, But in talking to my counselor, she said, you know, Carmen, like your book and all these things are a moment in time and you are allowed to change your mind and things change and happen. And we did um, find ourselves pregnant in, I just have to so October of 2022 and then we did lose in um, December of 2022 and I wasn't really expecting this pregnancy we felt um, complete and everything but it kind of woke up this can of worms that kind of like the surprise pregnancy before that I had envisioned this life with four babies and um, so that was a hard hard thing to um travel with um we had named our baby Zach just remembering and what kind of came in that space was me creating a very (laughs) mediocre but just a small lost community on Instagram um and like starting to talk about our story and this will sound silly Arden but um I always think back oh shoot I should have done that in the early days and to be more relatable with people and then I'm always kind of worried about that because you know it was three years ago since we lost Jude but then I have to remember Herman you lost in December and it doesn't matter like what length of time right but it's so silly that we do that to ourselves I'm like why am I starting this now and it's oh like I I don't know if I can be helpful and um but even still um we did try to get pregnant then again after and that was always how I kind of um, and very, very, very fortunate to be able to try, but um, how I kind of never got over, but just kept going through our previous losses, right? To just keep moving forward and have something to look forward to. And um, so we actually it took us six months before we got pregnant, and I know this is pretty normal for most people, but for us that was never the case. And again, it it really like I talked so openly about it because it was devastating and I couldn't believe like just how caught up I was in everything like just trying to get pregnant um and what other people must feel going through that and and that was just a brief moment for us right that six months but it felt like like forever and um and we did end up getting pregnant so we are currently pregnant um and we're kind of in the same boat where we were seen by a fertility clinic and um, they're like, we're going to get you to that 12 weeks. And I'm still so fearful. And there's so many things that have come up where I've bled with Ada, who was a live birth, but I bled with Jude, who we lost. And because of our previous loss at eight weeks in December, I'm like, okay, we've made it to nine weeks, but I've also lost it 10 weeks before and 12 weeks before. and. Um, so I, I like to just speak to that that we are always always on this journey old traumas revisited um, and how we kind of move uh, with that with um, the knowledge and things that we have learned on our journey. Um, but no matter what you're always fearful. Um, the, the I call it the the fear loop continues. Um, and. Yeah, and again, just coming back to taking it one day at a time. Um, And um, yeah, that each lost hope experience gave me hope in another and gave me the tools I needed in this road to building our family, um, which I never knew would be my own soul's deepest recovery. So that's kind of um, (laughs) the best I can come up, but it was always in looking back in retrospect through my writing, that I could see this growth because you never, ever, ever see it when you're going through it. Um, so, yeah, that's where we are <laughs> right now. And some um, yeah, we we just knew how hard it is to get um, our babies here. And I often say that I lost faith several times in our journey. Um and it sounds um, from dreams of a future to nightmares of a funeral, but I never stopped holding on to hope. Um, and what I like to say now is that something um, bad could come out of good. And sometimes good things can be bad. Um, so we've had it both ways, but um but good has come from hurt. And where I'm at in our journey now is sharing early. Um in a sense, cause we're nine weeks now. Um, and I, ne- this was something I never did actually. So it's really hard. I had to really push myself out there, but a friend recently reminded me, she said, you, um, a baby is a baby no matter what. And we know this, right. Um, no matter what stage, but even me, like I'll put myself out there on social media, but if someone comes up to me i'm so vulnerable and it's oh no but what if we actually lose and now i've just done this thing but i'm really trying to channel that um if if anything comes from that that i i'm honoring and i'm sharing this baby now and um yeah i, I i've had friends too that have said i find it powerful that you keep wanting or keep going and wanting to and um, how sometimes they're not even sure how they could convince themselves to try again, because they're so scared. Um, and I always say for me, the fear of what I could lose if I didn't try always outweighs what I may lose. Um, if that makes sense, and it's taken a long time for me to shift this mentality. But I do now welcome the souls that grace me. And I see it so differently and how my mind has changed. Um, it's from privilege to house these souls and to honor them and speak of of them versus the utter devastation which I would still and do still feel um but nothing's guaranteed um living life means there will be inevitably death I always say um but we're also not brought up thinking that death could come before life so um that's why I I share, and no matter what happens, it's an awareness, and it's an honor, and um, and that feels like a privilege and a, a purpose that I'm, I'm lucky to be able to share and do.
0: Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, I'm similar to you to where I like to write whenever I am going through something. It's just a way that I express myself, and so I do say to my mom, because my mom is the opposite of me. And I tell her, like, I know it's a privilege to be able to put it into words of how I'm feeling, but it's also kind of a curse in some ways, because then you're like, I, I don't know, it just, it then it surrounds you all the time. Um, but I do want to mention, because you mentioned your book and you do a really great job in your book of detailing your losses. And so I think it's a really in-depth view of what recurrent pregnancy loss is like. Um, and so I will put a link in the show description, but it's called A Diary to My Babies. Um, and I, uh, I'm gonna link to it because I think it's, it's so detailed and so perfect. I have not made it through the entire book, but I did buy it and I have it and it's beautiful. Um, tell me about the cover art. Did you draw that too? I actually had a friend do that. <laughs>
1: um, oh. So that for me was just, it was just so nice to be That's able awesome. to have a friend who's followed along on the journey. Um, it just felt more personal. I wish I could even draw a simple balloon, but <laughs> that uh, is is too much for me. But the it's just one example of the signs that I allude to in the book. Um, and I kind of say that I was the whole book is about me basically trying to chase their signs or their angel droppings is what I refer to them as, um, and just how they they send me these signs and I never stop searching for them. Um, they never disappoint me and and i feel that the book is proof of that and and it sounds woo woo and crazy and sometimes i tell people like even if it seems that way and it brings you comfort it doesn't it doesn't matter and i so like you said it's a blessing and a curse with writing i am so grateful for it because there were sometimes things i couldn't um, maybe make sense of that made sense later when I kind of looked back. And some people don't want to look back. It's like <laughs> that was there, that was then, let's move on. And that's fine too. It's it's however you process and get through your grief. Um, but then yeah, the, the curse being I have it out in the world, all those really dark, terrible, but but real feelings. And um, and that's what I mean to talk about it. I'm like, okay i'm going to change my name no <laughs> but um i really some of the examples in the book is i kept losing my locket that held um my picture of jude and kaya and i started believing um you know like i i i lost them which i did lose them metaphorically and but that i i just kept thinking like i would get so down on myself that i just keep losing i just keep losing and um and then we had bunnies that died and I took that as a sign and I so some of these things we link in our mind um, and they're not always helpful but they it just shows how devastated and how the depth of grief you're in that you truly believe these horrible things like I had a hope bracelet that broke and I'm like all hope is lost like it was totally like defeatist wow. and but then on the flip side I would surprise myself at how positive I sometimes was looking back and realizing it was just me trying to convince myself that I would be okay too. So sometimes your writing is just that, just to try to convince yourself you're okay, keep going, here here are the lessons in this, or not, um, take it or leave it. But um, yeah, there's a lot to unpack in the book, but um, it's very real, and I hope it captures just kind of what we said, like just the ups and downs of the grief process and how it never goes away and how it changes. Like it was very different when I hadn't had living babies to then when I did and both, I'm not saying better, worse, anything, but just very different um, experience on both ends. And, um, and just how you do these unimaginable things and how um, your grief can be delayed and there's there's so much (laughs) that I didn't realize again until I looked back and then was like oh that's what was happening here and um so I'm, I'm glad I kept an account of it I didn't know I was writing a book by any means but I I did like I said with Jude I really was like what's the point of it all and um how can this maybe help someone else and just understanding, and there's, that there's no, um, like we talked about in the beginning, like guide bug, I really was like, okay, so this is how I'm going to just follow these steps, and then we're going to, you know, get over this, and, um, and no, <laughs> it changes, the cycle changes, but it's never gone, and you just learn ways, and for me, it was the signs um, that start to bring you comfort, but in time, right, everything's in time, and it's, not, not how it started. And I, I can just see the changes in myself um and the different stages of life I was in as I was going through it and what I took from it.
0: Yeah. And I, I think it's so hard with recurrent loss because it is hard to keep hope whenever you keep experiencing loss. And I think it is different. Like it, it changes. I think there are different losses that you experience after you have living kids, because I know for me, like I didn't even start doing this until my first living son was born, because that's when all of it came back up because I was like, Mm -hmm. oh crap. I'm like, this is what my babies should have all looked like. This is how they would have smelled. You know, it brings up all of that. So I think it is, uh, there are different stages of these losses and the way that they hit you. And I'm a big advocate for like, there is no timeline. So like, even if somebody had a loss 20 years ago, they want to talk about it. Let's talk about it. You know, it's Mm -hmm. because a lot of times um, I think that our generation is really knocking down these barriers where previous generations never had the space to talk about it. And so I bet some of them are itching too.
1: For sure. And, and you are, like you said, you're, you're more aware of what you lost and why my seriously, my biggest catalyst once I started putting myself out there and doing a couple talks and talking about just even saying my my baby's names, um I had a lady, and she this was forty years after her loss. And she spoke her daughter's name for the first time, and she stood up and just bawling, and I get goosebumps. and And this was one person. And that impact was unbelievable because it was so, like you said, like a generational moment where I'm like, this woman has never been able to talk about this in all these years or felt able to and i like i it was like i felt her grief for the first time and um and it was so unbelievably powerful and um yeah there's there's so many reasons why we do this but even in writing the book and and i say that to my husband it's like maybe one person reaches out every two or three weeks right but that's one person And that's more than I ever, like, if I was that one person, I always think about that, like, that's, that's more than I could have dreamed of. And, um, yeah, one lady recently, she said, um, or or she, she asked me, um, how, how did you keep going? And at that, she had lost a, a loss, um, not too long ago at 20 weeks and wanting to keep going. And I kind of said, the fear of not having a living baby always outweighed the losses somehow. Um, but again, being very fortunate to get to even get trying, like I always say. Um, but had we not, we wouldn't have had the two living beautiful children that we had today. So there was this part of, you know, even your spouse is trying to protect you from another possible hurt or another loss. Um, I think that's so normal, but we kind of yeah, we have to think about ourselves and what we're able to, um, withstand or put through, um, but yeah, anyways, it's, I'm, I'm going on a tangent here, but just how credible it is to hear these people just speak these real feelings out loud, um, and all the things we think, right, like, in having living babies, do we just cut our losses, but, we all are allowed to want what we want. And I, I always tell people that, um, so just remembering that and then, but still honoring, <laughs> um,
0: every, every baby that has been. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And I think, um, I, I like the way, um, sadly, I obviously I don't love your story. Um, but I, I like how you share your story and I like the way that you've laid out your book with uh, kind of like the different stages of what your journey has been like. I think that it's something that people who have many stages of their journey, where either if they have multiple losses or it's secondary loss or secondary infertility or any of those things, it can kind of feel like you did have different different emotions and different feelings yeah. and different losses. And so I think it's really important to honor each of those losses and that's exactly what you've done. So I, I think that it's going to help way more than just one person. So I'm so Mm -hmm. glad that I'm so glad that you made this available for other people to read. I know that must have been so nerve wracking because of your (laughs) personal emotions and feelings, but I know that the, the public is so thankful for stories like this. And so if people like podcasts, I feel like your book is perfect for the people who find comfort in other people's stories because that's exactly what it is
1: yeah thanks Arden and I'm I I do say that I I say that it's one of the gifts I really do think my babies brought me It, it took me a while to get here but in releasing the book it kind of felt like birthing a baby in some ways and into the universe and um and like we said earlier, this is not part of our plan um, and we don't want to profit off of any of this, but we do, or I, I do, I want to move this wealth in sharing our stories um, and what we've gained in talking about baby loss for the next generation. And I think um, that would be my biggest dream. I, I wish I could take away pregnancy loss. It's not going away. Um, so this kind of works. And, and advocating on pregnancy laws in a very small way, um, feeling like it's by accident, but it does feel so full circle um, and is an honor in creating the shift for our next generation to feel less isolated um, and just being able to talk about it and changing these years of ingrained shame and guilt um, that I see. And I do think it's amazing. There's so much work still to be done, but um, if you think about it, like 40 years ago and where we've come, like when I look at that woman, um, it gives me it gives me such motivation and hope. Um, like I said, I I can't the best solution would just be to not have this um be a thing, right? And um, but how do we raise our children up to share early and feel that support that surrounds them versus having to hide? Um, and I I this is just a a dream. And that's, my I always says, if we're not dreaming, we're dying. But um, even like, I think about in schools, how, um, you know, we share about sex ed. And you don't want to scare and I get that you don't want to scare anyone. And I think that's why it's not talked about because thinking of a baby dying is like, horrendous. Like it's that's why that's the truth of it. I, I sound silly saying that, but I just, honest to goodness didn't believe that that happened or could happen even though you hear about it you hide it right you just you you naturally I think it's so ingrained in our conditioning that you just erase that from your mind because it's too horrible and and I'm a nurse and I work with (laughs) with babies and children and so it's just unbelievable when I say that because I'm like yes Carmen you know but you don't know you know you know (laughs) um but I do i think that's something and i'm just putting it out there and maybe someone can catch it and fly but um that we do share it as if we're sharing it in sex ed and not in a scary way but just in a a need to know basis like the knowledge is power thing of you know having everyone stand up and saying you know one in four of you and like look around and just knowing how big how like we all say like it's a small number number like when you when even when i look at these platforms and as much as we're like the small percent, there's so many people here. And, um, and that also breaks my heart, but I, I think just that seeing and knowing and how can we start the conversation now so that they're not scared to start it when they start their families. Right. And um, so that's kind of, that's my other little <laughs> um, hankering, I guess, but um, yeah, I think just always holding space for our babies um, and communicating together about them and their lives. And I think that's where the real healing occurs.
0: Well said. I think that's (laughs) true. I totally agree. Uh, Carmen, thank you so much for joining today and for sharing your story and for sharing your book with me. I am so glad that you reached out and you emailed me to let me know about your book and that you wanted to share your story because I, I hope that it, well, I don't hope I know it will help so many people. Um, and so again, I just want to say the name of your book as A Diary to My Babies. And I will put a link in the show description as well. Awesome. (laughs) Anything else? Um, You said that you do some speaking and stuff too. Is there any place else that people can find you? Do you have an Instagram page?
1: Yes, I have Instagram. Um, So it's at, or sorry, hashtag a diary to our babies. Um, Yeah, so it's my Instagram page. And then I always do say you can just old school email me Um, so I can send that to you too, Arden, and, um, yeah, no, and I'm just happy to have that space, and it's, it's a very small space, but, um, it's, like,
0: matter, exactly,
1: (laughs) (laughs) so, yeah, and I, I do, I believe that, um, babies are every delight in this world, and I've seen it, and um, to be able that to have a spot that we can share that is
0: already just the crumb of the crop. <laughs> so. Thank you, Carmen. I appreciate it so much.